welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? Oh my god, already interrupting (laughs) the intro. What, (laughs) man? What? Wayne! What? Go ahead. No, no, you already interrupted the intro. What do you have to say? Don't do it. Don't do it for no reason. What what, what were you going to say? Huh? Starting the show. Uh, Goni, I will sit here for the rest of the show unless you tell me why you were going to interrupt my intro. We're starting the show, man. Go ahead. Wanted to make sure you're ready. That's a lie. Nah, go ahead. Have at it. Worst. Mad Mob, we apologize. It's been March Madness. We fell off the wagon from all the madness of March. The marchiest of madnesses. Uh, we're back. Kentucky lost. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I wish, see, it's tough because Kentucky lost. And in my bones, before the game started, I knew we were going to lose. But then we came out and we were competitive and it was a close game. And then we gave it up at the very end. So it hurts like like I came in thinking we were going to win. That being said, lost. Rest of March Madness, don't care. I mean, I'll keep... I'll. I'll side eye a little bit, but I just can't be as involved with with my team out of it. So, that's that's our absence explained, gentlemen. How are we? We're in mourning. That's how I am. I was hoping you would bring Kentucky up, and I have to relive it all over again. But here we are. Had to explain the absence. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about that at all. I don't care about Kentucky losing. I care about losing all of my parlays on the last game. And the UFC event that Wayne and I just uh, put a wager on as well, where we took Justin Gaethje, who was the underdog by a pretty good margin. We took him in a parlay. He he won handily, and we had a parlay in the main event, Kamara Usman against Leon Edwards, where Usman was a heavy favorite. So we win the Gaethje fight. We go into the, the, the final fight of the night, the main events. We just need Usman to do what he's supposed to do. And he got destroyed on the scorecards. Uh, so, yeah, that, it just kind of broke my heart. It was it was the cherry on top after many March Madness parlays that lost on either the last possession or just the last game in general. Yeah, I mean, we, we won the... Legs of the parlay we should have lost, and we lost the ones we should have won. That's what hurts the most. Usman just looked terrible, dude. Just looked sluggish. Uh, he uh, he lost on the scorecards, and that's with Leon Edwards losing a point for kicking him in the crotch. Yep. So if he hadn't have done that, it would have been an absolute hobble squashing on the scorecards. Do you know what hasn't been a kick in the crotch? The Cowboys signing Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. It's a solid offseason. I'm happy about it. Yeah. Patriots, Mike Gesicki. Let's go. Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh, man. Let's yeah, bake. Shake and bake. I actually oh. saw, a, uh, saw a quote online where it was, it was Baker's sophomore year, I believe, and he was like, the Giants took Daniel Jones at – Number five, I think it was like that's just way too high. He's like, eventually, you you got to take someone who's gonna win, and 
Baker Mayfield's on his his fourth team on an like $8 million prove-it contract, and Daniel Jones just signed a $160 million extension. So uh, there's that. There's that. I, have you guys seen where Ezekiel Elliott might be going to the Bills? That's the rumored landing spot. Really? They just signed uh they just signed Damian Harris to a one year deal. They did, and that that might be a death sentence for Zeke, but that was his early rumored landing spot. That would have been a good place because they don't utilize the running back too much. So, you know, he can laze about on the sidelines and then just come in and bull rush for a play or two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, score rush touchdown. The yeah. Plus, plus, just how much they pass. Actually, he might have not done too bad. Just opening up the run via the pass in Buffalo. So yeah. now he's he's probably destined for like Carolina or something somewhere terrible. Somewhere to go die a slow death for his career. Yes. You boys ready to get to the Reddit questions? I, I will say Goni gave me a hard time um, for taking my time and thinking about my answers, so I'll be sure to uh, make Goni happy to not really think my answers through and just spit off the top. I mean, just just absolutely flamed me off air for, for <laughs> whenever you say your questions, I close my eyes and kind of and kind of point my point my ear towards the speaker just so I can focus and soak in your entire question. And Goni apparently hates that. Told me to stop doing it. Said it was stupid. No, no, so. I, I don't. I, I just heard you know feedback from some of the Mad Mob that they thought the show was over a couple times just mid show because you know Wayne, super flex question, twelve uh, man PPR. Uh, would you rather have side A or side B? And Wayne's just sleeping. If you're watching YouTube, I'm thinking. And, uh, I'm 30, rolling it over. About Thirty, thirty-five, maybe forty-five seconds later, you know he. he Goes ahead and starts his response. So, you know, I, clearing I, up confusion. Mad Mob, I try and give you the best answer I can possibly think of. And that requires me to break down every bit of the question, analyze it, and, and spew out what I think is going to be the best the best option. And if we are taking if we are taking what the Mad Mob is saying to heart here, let us not forget that the same person that told you that the show he thought the show was over said that it is worth the wait to hear my voice because he said and I quote my voice is like the gravy that goes around the sausage bits in sausage gravy he said his <laughs> he said his ears and brain are the sausage bits and my voice is the gravy just surrounding it said it was worth it and i yes, and i loved i love the analogy yeah, so whenever Wayne's about to answer, go ahead. If you're you're at home, go ahead and get your bathroom break in. If you're in the car, go ahead, stop, pump your gas, leave the podcast on. And when you get back, Wayne will have an answer for you. What he means is when you know it's a question I'm about to answer, you've got some time to break out your steno pads and make sure the pen works because you're going to want to write it down. I I think you both suck. I think Wayne goes full in and Goni just hits us with filler words for 20 minutes. I mean, it's... It's equal suck all the I way think, around. Think about it, Beggs. Uh, how many times have you heard me back down on my answer? Never, because I fully analyze every part of the situation where it's gone. How many times do we hear him go, y- you know, when you put it like that, you know, when you put it like that, I am really stupid, and you're really smart, and that's what I'm going to go with. 
I have heard Goni say that a few times. I can assure you that's never happened, ever. <laughs> you know, when you put it like that, you're a genius, Austin, and I'm really stupid, and I shouldn't even be here right now. I fully believe that's what he hears, too, because he's uh, he's just weird, man. I'm so stupid, Mad Mob. Let's just listen to what Wayne says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Hit me, hit me with it. the questions. Hit me with the questions. Going, I'm going to go with you first on this one. That way Wayne has time to digest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Rockster, 9307. 12-team super flex. He's giving Saquon Barkley... DJ Moore and Michael Pittman. He's getting Ramondre Stevenson, Jerry Judy, a 24 first, and the 205. Oh, man. Give Barkley, Pittman, and Moore, get Stevenson, Judy, 24 1, and the 205. Do you know if he's a competitor? No. No, not really sure. Ah. Doesn't Honestly, matter. I like side A more. I like side A more. It's just, I mean, Saquon, I think, is going to give you more. You never know what the running back situation is going to be in New England. I know Ramondre crushed it last year, but he's like a fumble away from the running back that we inevitably pick in like the fifth or sixth round, getting all kinds of field time. You never know. Judy, we're looking for the breakouts. I know at least I am this year. But, I mean, Pittman's still, you know, a good young key key player. I'd rather have side A. I agree. I agree. Saquon Barkley, I think, in the long run, is going to be better than Ramondre Stevenson. DJ Moore, if we can see a a little bit of a jump in Justin Fields, he could be a solid back-end WR2 Michael Pittman, I think we saw the worst, uh, the worst from him. I think he gets uh, his ceiling is is pretty high if they can figure out his quarterback situation. I, I like I like him more than I like the twenty four one. Yeah, get the brooms out. That's a pretty pretty clean sweep. Giano eleven, ten teams super flex. Wayne, I'll go with you. He's giving Trey Lance in a 24-1, which is projected a good one, to get the 103. 10-team super flex, Trey Lance in an early 24-1 for the 103. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the 103. Uh, I, I've, it's well-known, well-documented that I don't like Trey Lance at all. I don't think he's that dude. I think Brock Purdy coming out and doing great was the death knell for him. Uh, I think we're all in agreement that Trey Lance gets to start um, next season for uh, two reasons. One, Brock Purdy may not be ready. Two, they spent so much draft capital on him that, I mean, they just don't want to take the flack for not starting him. I don't. I just don't see him doing well. I think Brock Purdy takes the job from him. I think it, uh, the 49ers have built a roster to win now, and they're going to put the best quarterback out there to win now. I don't think they're going to sit there and let let their roster that they've built for a win now mode just rot so they can play Trey Lance a lot. Eh. Trey Lancelot. Let's go, Sir Lancelot. <laughs> uh, I'm like good. I'm good with table. the 103. I'm good with the 103. If you need a quarterback, you can get a good day one starter. Um, 
It's kind of the same dart throw as Trey Lance, but I feel like it's a safer one. Um, Or if you need a running back in a super flex draft, you can definitely get Gibbs. So uh, that's that's where I'm at. I think that's the only answer is not running back. I, I only do it if you plan on taking a quarterback, going and getting a guy. Uh, just, I don't know. I, I'd rather try and roll with Trey Lance and keep my 24 first unless I love one of these guys coming out and you're, you're making your move to get your guy as long as it's a quarterback. That, that's pretty much just where I stand with it. Take it if you're drafting a quarterback. If not, I would keep – I'd stand pat and roll Trey Lance. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying pat on this one. Give me Trey Lance. And you know what? If Trey Lance is horrendous and he sucks and he tanks your season, go get Caleb Williams next year. I think he's a better prospect than every quarterback coming out this year anyway. So Trey Lance in 24-1 for me. Mikey Mojo, one quarterback, half PPR. Goni. He's giving Hunter Renfro. Zach Ertz, the 404, and a hot sauce packet from Taco Bell to get the 212 and the 312. Hunter Renfro, and who is the tight end? Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz. Nah, I'm going to hang on to both of those guys. I know Hunter Renfro doesn't get a lot of love right now. He had a, a terribly, terribly down year, but I kind of like him as like a deep sleeper this year. I really do. Just, I, I think he has like some kind of impact on the team. I think he bounces back, maybe not to the height that he had before, because he was a slot, just PPR machine, pretty much in his his one season heyday. But Zach Ertz is still very serviceable. And what do you, what are you gonna get? You know, and at the back in the back end of the second or the third round, it just there doesn't seem like there's a lot of value there. And I I kind of like the upside from both of those players. I agree. Um, I'm sticking with the the players. I think we've seen the worst from Hunter Renfro. Uh, Jacoby Myers going to Oakland I don't think affects him too much. I think when he's healthy, he's that slot guy, and he can get the PPR volume that you need. That's the only kind of bad thing about this is it's a half PPR league, and that's that's really where Hunter Renfro is going to shine is his points per reception. That being said, uh, I don't know how long Devontae Adams wants to stay in Oakland. I think he went there for Derek Carr, and now that Derek Carr's gone, he doesn't have any any connection to Oakland or anything like that. But still, you can always get good, serviceable points out of a uh, healthy slot receiver, uh, which is what Hunter Renfro is. Zach Ertz, D-Hop is gone. They're going to rely on him more. He's, he's uh, when healthy, a top six tight end. Um, and that's, you know... The top three are pretty short up, so so I definitely think he's going to be a sit-and-stay tight end for you. I would rather keep those players than, than just take a back-end, second-round rookie draft dart throw. Yeah, uh, it's clean sweep. I, I don't like the value you're getting. I, I think giving away two guys that you know what they are, Renfro, he hit rock bottom last year. I think Jimmy G might be an upgrade over Derek Cargoni. I'm just saying it might be. Uh, I, I'd rather the two twelve and a player, the two twelve and Chig or Dulcich or you know Jake Ferguson out of Dallas. You know, I'd rather have that. Uh, that way, I get something back in return. The people's resistance, Wayne. 
they want to know, would you trade Kirk Cousins in a one-quarterback league for the 202 and the 208? Yes. No-brainer? No-brainer. Um, one-quarterback lead league. Um, Kirk Cousins, uh, he had a good year this year as far as like his fantasy finish. I think he was, what, sixth? But we also uh, saw a ton of quarterback injuries. Uh, one quarterback leagues, I, I would rather have. I would rather have the the dart throws two hundred two. You might be able to find some treasure there, but you know, I'm the type of guy where I would rather have a dart throw at a skill position, and and run the waiver wire all year on matchups, um, than um, stick with Kirk Cousins. You know, so I think I would take. This is this is all about really how you fit into your league right now. Where like what's the layout of your team? What's the layout of your opponents? I don't think Kirk Cousins necessarily is a I think he was a top six quarterback this year in four point passing touchdown scoring formats. He was very good. We've seen that they've shifted more towards a passing offense. They didn't really utilize Dalvin Cook as much as we've seen in the past. Jetta absolutely eight. I expect that to be the formula next year. Is he a top six? Probably not, but I could definitely see him being a top 12. So that's someone who will absolutely help you compete. So if you are one of those teams, probably in the bottom half of your league, I feel like you do have to get rid of him. I feel like next year is the last year where he kind of puts up that production. He's, he's going elsewhere. Uh, he's only got one year left on his deal, I believe. And I, I just don't see him being as productive as he has been without one of the elite premier wide receivers in the league. So 202, 208, like Wayne said, go, maybe you can find a gem somewhere in there. You can probably snag a quarterback in a one quarterback league. It'll, it'll be one of the leftovers for sure, but at least that gives you a chance to, to re-roll your your old aging quarterback into someone who might be good. And in a one quarterback, you you're, you can also find guys to stream throughout the season if need be. You're never going to get that value for Kirk Cousins ever again. Ship it out now. You're selling them high. Clean, sweet brooms. Sports and stuff, 43. Goni, I'll kick this one to you first. He asked the question. I'm going to modify it for for time. I'm going to list this guy's running backs or girls. Sorry, I don't want to assume your gender. You tell me how you feel about it. 12-team super flex, half-point PPR. He's got good quarterbacks and receivers. He's got Kyle Pitts at tight end. His running back room is Josh Jacobs, Khalil Herbert, Damian Harris, Malik Davis, Tyrion Davis-Price, Snoop Connor, Jerome Ford, Dearness Johnson, and a hot sauce packet from Taco Bell. What do you think about that running back room? He has no rookie draft picks. Is that some? Is this, is this a room that you're looking to trade to improve? Um, I can go through his roster, but for the sake of the show and, and the time, no. Um, I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't think you can feel great about it. Josh Jacobs had a phenomenal year last year. I, I still think that he follows up and has another good year. He's your RB1. He's your RB1, and that's nothing to be you know upset about going into the season. 
Khalil Herbert, I, I've been on Khalil Herbert since last year, just praying that David Montgomery was going to leave, just looking into this whole contract situation and planting my flag that David Montgomery was going to leave. So that being said, as of this recording, Khalil Herbert's the number one. Uh, he, he's your RB2 in that situation, but I, I'd really feel comfortable shoring up with another running back, at least of his caliber. You need you need some other kind of depth to to slot in there. Preferably a little bit better than Khalil Herbert. He might su- surprise and and have a good a really good breakout year. It's just really shaky going in. If any if he gets hurt, if he gets hurt or Josh Jacobs gets hurt, your your running back room is garbage. So you're really just hanging on by a thread as it is right now. You need to shore up with at least one more piece of depth. Wait, I agree. Josh Jacobs, I'm looking for him to have another good year, especially with Jimmy G under center. I I agree with you, Begley. I know you said it a couple questions ago, but I think Jimmy G is a step up from Derek Carr. So, again, Josh Jacobs is going to benefit from that. Khalil Herbert could have – I mean, David Montgomery, every year he was the RB1 in, in Chicago. He put up good numbers just based off volume alone. Khalil Herbert could do that, but – like Goni said, you you cannot get an injury anywhere. And your bye weeks, you're pretty much taking a loss. Um, without knowing your wide receivers, you might need to drop one of those pieces and maybe one of your depth pieces at running back to try and get a more serviceable running back to, to slot in during bye weeks or just be there in case of in case of injury. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think even just taking a ceiling for Jacobs and Herbert, uh, you know, I, I still don't know if that's even going to be enough. Uh, Jerome Ford, the clear backup in Cleveland right now with rumors that Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson are out. He's got the Alabama pedigree. Might be a nice piece if you have an injury. Same for Dearness Johnson, right? He could go somewhere, maybe be a solid solid two. I like those pieces. Tyrion Davis-Price, Snoop Connor, Malik Davis – and I, you know, you can't hang your hat there. Malik Davis is the two in Dallas right now, for what it's worth, but I don't think that's going to stay. But yeah, definitely be looking to make moves. Sugar Daddy Dynasty. It's a ten-team super flex. Wayne, he's getting Mac Jones in a twenty-five first to get Traylon Burks and James Cook. No. I'd keep Mac Jones in your 25 first. Mac Jones is young, a young quarterback that has a confirmed starting spot, especially one as prolific as the Patriots, who have a history of obviously sticking with their quarterbacks. Give give me the guy that I can put in my super flex spot and forget about for the next 10 years. And then the 25 one is probably going to be better than James Cook. Whatever, whatever you get there. Yeah, it's possible. It for me being a super flex, I feel like you have to go Mac Jones. Mac Jones, he he finished as the QB twenty three last year, so I mean, he's playable in a super flex. He doesn't really break twenty points a whole lot. That's fine. He doesn't really make a lot of mistakes, and for what it's worth, being the resident Patriots fan, we haven't given him a lot of weapons. We went out and we got Juju. 
in free agency were in talks of either getting DeAndre Hopkins or Jerry Judy. If we end up getting one of those guys, that'll take off in the right direction for the offense. We brought in Mike Kosicki. They're they're trying to do this whole Aaron Hernandez, Gronk, dual tight end set kind of thing because our, our playmaking wide receivers just aren't there. So subtract Kobe Myers, add Juju. Hopefully one of these other guys, Jerry Judy and, and Hopkins. I feel like if you make if you keep Mac Jones now, the value before the season rises regardless just from the news of bringing in one of those number one wide receivers, essentially. So if you're really gung-ho on trading him, wait until free agency's over, see if we get one of those guys, and just on on just transactions alone, in my opinion, his value goes up. So not, go ahead, Wayne. Not to mention James Cook, like he they traded Devin Singletary and immediately snagged somebody else. So they're obviously not not hanging their hat on James Cook. I think he's gonna give you similar value that he did last year, which isn't a lot. And most of the games, I'd say if you added up James Cook and Traylon Burke's total point output from the season, Mac Jones probably um, got more points than them and took up one less roster spot. Yeah, it's that's true. I I think Traylon and James Cook both improved, though. I mean, there's there's a clear path to improvement. I, I don't like the value here. I, I think you're giving up way too much to get Traylon and James Cook. It, it's brooms. But I want to ask you boys a question. If the Patriots don't land Nook or Judy, are you looking to move off Mac Jones? I mean, what is his outlook if they can't get weapons around him? Juju's probably a step down from Jacoby. Let's be honest. I disagree mm. with that. I, I like Jacoby. I think Juju is a function of Mahomes. Come on, dude. Juju's got talent for what he does. He's not a burner, but but he's got good hands. He's just he has the knees of a thirty year old. Probably a forty year old. Yeah, but you have to trust in the Belichick offense as well. They're gonna be creative. They're gonna find ways to get him the ball. Uh, I'm not saying he's gonna going to be like elite by any means, but we could also go out and get Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's something else that's been floating out of the rumor mill here in the draft. I know it's it's not something the Patriots usually do, but it's something that I can possibly be excited about as far as the draft goes. So there's options. There's options. The thing is, Belichick is arguably the greatest coach in NFL history. And he's he's going to evolve with the game. The game is you're scoring a lot more points. Defense doesn't win games anymore. High scoring offenses win games. Um, and he's he's gonna he's gonna evolve with it. If he f- it looks like he's starting to feel like you know maybe I need to get my quarterback weapons and we need to start airing it out more because that's that's what the NFL is now. Um, I don't know. I trust I trust one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game to um, make the right roster moves. You guys have a lot more faith in that offense than I do. The Patriots I've seen since Tom Brady left have been putrid on offense, and they're running the ball 20 to 25 times a game, which is going backwards in terms of NFL uh, chronology there. So, I, I, Wayne, I don't disagree. He, Belichick's the GOAT, but offensively, uh, that's that's not his strength. 
No, I agree, and that's what I'm hoping with the way this offseason goes, he starts to realize that and fix it. Well, I don't want to put an I hope. I mean, I that's what I'm less saying. That, that, good. That's what I'm saying, right? You've, if you come out of the, if you come out without Hopkins, Judy, without Smith and Jigba, right, in a situation similar to the last couple of years in New England where there's just no weapons, you know, they try to do a patchwork receiving core through free agency. Is there is there ever a point where you try to sell Mac Jones on a super flex because he's just not going to get it done in New England, or or do you hold? Probably you're not going to get value. You're not going to get. It's just a hold situation. I mean, he was a top twenty four, so that's your QB two right there. Yeah. Uh, really, what are you going to trade for? Like, what are you going to get out of it? Honestly, he's he's got potential to be better. I don't ever see him being a superstar. I don't think he'll ever be a QB one, but yeah, you never know. Demon Deacon 86. Wayne, I'm going to go to you. 12-team Superflex, PPR. His Geno Smith in his 104 for A.J. Brown. He has Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Oh, man. Geno in the 104 for A.J. Brown. He has Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. Is this a Superflex? It is. It's a super flex. Oh my gosh. Does he list his receivers by any chance? No. Dag on it. I like it. I'd actually prefer he didn't for this one. Makes it spicier. Um in a vacuum. I'm sticking with Gino in the one oh four. If his wide receivers are not so good, I'm going AJ Brown. Uh, in a vacuum, I'm going Geno in the 104, and it's not an easy decision for me. I'm going the opposite way on this. So, first question we're going to differ on. I feel like you got to get while the getting's good, honestly. Cash in on Geno Smith while he's high. I've been on record numerous times saying I don't love Deshaun Watson this year. That's fine. A.J. Brown for for the one like the 104 it is what it is. I mean, you're probably going to draft a wide receiver there, maybe a quarterback if if need be in like a regular draft. But you're getting Gibbs there in a super flex. I mean, possibly. We don't know what the roster layout's like. You're definitely getting Gibbs in a super I, flex. I mean, it's I mean, it's, Stroud, Rice, and it sounds easy. it sounds like he needs the 104 fine. if he's got the 104. Uh, yeah, it's I, fine. I'm saying, I'm saying if we assume if we assume it's Geno and Gibbs or Geno and you know, the third best quarterback. That's fine. Either way, I'm still going to take A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's super young. He's he's a phenomenal talent. He's going to be good for, for long enough. If Geno Smith falls off at all this year, the value tanks. He had one great season. It was phenomenal. Not taking anything away from him. I hope he does it again. But you're, you'll never see that kind of value again if he takes any kind of step back this year. Yeah, I'm... You you guys know which way I'm going. I'm going with the elite wide receiver. I'm going to take A.J. Brown, and I'm going to slot him there for the next seven years and feel really good about my advantage. I like Deshaun better than, than Goni does, so I, I think you're okay with Deshaun being your QB2 and a super flex. Josh Allen's a great safety net as well as a QB1. Yeah, I'm very comfortable there. So that's two to one. Marky Mark, 177. Goni. He's starting to rebuild. He needs quarterbacks. It's a 12-team super flex. PPR, 
tight end premium. A lot of pieces here. I'm going to go slow. He's getting David Montgomery, Rashad Penny. Who? Where did Rashad Penny just sign? He just signed today. Uh, was it Buffalo? Was it? No, it was the Bears. Buffalo. He did just get signed somewhere. Um, kind of spicy, where he could maybe do it, or was it Texans behind Pierce? Eagles. Eagles. Thank you. Yep. David Montgomery, the new Eagle, Rashad Penny, and Jamal Williams, a New Orleans Saint. He's getting a 24-1, Jake Ferguson, Josh Kelly, the 208 and a 308. David Montgomery, Rashad Penny, Jamal Williams. He's probably dumping his running back room. He's getting back a 24-1, the 208, the 308, Jake Ferguson, and Josh Kelly. I would do that trade. I would do that trade and bring in those guys that he's got. Honestly, all, all those running backs that he's giving away are, as Beggs likes to put it, and he hates it, they're on their second contract. Uh, Jamal Williams is going to be on his third contract. And, I mean, they're all they're all on the down the down slope of their career, really. These, these guys only have maybe a year or two left in the tank. They're all past their primes. Jamal Williams doesn't score 15 touchdowns again this year. It's just not going to happen. And you're you're bringing in. I know Josh Kelly's not a super appealing name, but he carved out a role for himself last year. Eckler's, you know, in the media right now. He's he wants to go somewhere else because they can't get an extension done with the Chargers. So you're going to have a little friction there. He's going to play regardless, obviously. But if this thing doesn't get worked out, we could see Josh Kelly have an even larger role this year. So. <laughs> I mean, you factor that in. Jake Ferguson, as as Beggs put it before, being the Cowboys fan, he he probably comes out and has a pretty good year this year. So, really, you're gaining the upside and the picks, and you're sending these these guys who have put up results, but they're they're going to be trending downward, in my opinion. Wayne, <sighs> you're a rebuild. Um, I'm always team team rebuild or team compete. I hate the partial rebuilders. Uh, it's just gonna it's 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 gonna be a slow bleed if you do that. Um, as much as I love where these guys have gone, um, I love the Eagles for Rashad Penny. I love the Saints for Jamal Williams, aka the OG One Tall Sand Demon, aka the first Swag Kazakage. Um, <laughs> they're right. I mean, these guys are are past their prime. Um, I love Josh Kelly in the future. I think his ceiling could be through the roof if if some cards, um, if his cards play out right. You got to get your draft picks. You got to get younger. Um, it, it hurts, but tip of the cap, man. Don't make it a slow bleed rebuild. Just just jump Rip in. Rip the bandaid. Jump the in with both on. feet, man. Don't be toe dipping in that thing. Go get your picks. Hey. I also like where David Montgomery went with Detroit. I mean, I they've know. proven that they it's, don't care to give the. They're, they're back up a million goal line carries. And and I appreciate him, you know, you know, backing off these guys, realizing that, you know, it probably isn't gonna work out, even though they all kind of went spicy places and, and just decided to rebuild. I personally think he could probably get a little bit more out of all three of these guys if he kind of broke out the trade separately. But if if you're shopping and it hasn't been working out, then take take the picks while you got them in front of you. It made it a tight end premium, getting Jake Ferguson. I think is 
great. Jake Ferguson uh, showed some spice um, when Dalton Schultz went out. I will give yeah, him that. Love Jake Ferguson. Him, him or Peyton Hendershot's going to get the job. I think it's Jake Ferguson. Uh, and, and Dallas loves a good tight end. So that's going to be a great piece for you. NC State fan, the fighting Turqu- Turquavius Smiths. Did you guys what, hear about his, that guy in the NCAA tournament? Went nuts. Was he, was, he, was, he went off, didn't he? He went like, off. Absolutely went nuts. The all-name team, bro. Ten team. Two quarterback, two tight end. Side A, T. Higgins. Side B, the 106 and the 107. See ya. See ya, T. Higgins. The one, give me the 106 and 107. I got I got two darts. You're probably taking both two wide receivers right there. You have a good probability to hit on at least one of them. That's great value, too, regardless of, of what you're looking at. You can you can either of you can disagree, and that's I won't have any quarrels about it at all i know begs you love t higgins but two first rounders that aren't in the even in the backpack like it's good wayne great value can't pass it up uh go and set it in in past episodes we've seen t higgins ceiling and it's good but it's not great so give me my give me my mid first dart throws for sure thanks t Quarius higgins would be on a different roster i'm sending that you never get better value for t Krav Maga Manatee, 12-team Superflex, standard scoring. That's going to matter. Aaron Rodgers and McCaffrey or Deshaun Watson? What, it's just Super, standard? 12-team Superflex, standard scoring. Aaron Rodgers and CMC or Deshaun Watson? I thought this one was kind of spicy, boys. I don't it's think close. it is. Aaron Rodgers and CMC. Close the book on it. Move along. Going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Deshaun Watson just because that's that's where I'm going. I'll explain my side, but I want you to be the tiebreaker. I mean, I feel like it's uh, 100% got to be side A with the CMC and Aaron Rodgers. CMC's probably in standard scoring the RB1. It, I, honest question. Yeah. Was Jamal Williams a top 12 standard guy last year? Uh, are, you Had, looking up, are you looking up CMC or Jamal Williams right now? Go on. I'm looking up CMC right now. All right. I'll look up Jamal. Uh, well, while you guys look up the stats, I'm going to tell you my reasoning. The super flex. He was top 12. He was number, Jamal Williams was number seven in standard scoring. Who was, who was one, two, three? I always have my go-to guy that I check first in standard scoring. Uh, nope, Nick Chubb was number five in standard scoring. Um, Wayne, while, while you look that up, I'm going to talk about Deshaun Watson. So I, I'm higher on him than Goni. I, I think an off-season regiment with his weapons is going to help. Uh, I, I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I like Amari Cooper. I like David Bell. Uh, I think the offense gets some continuity. I think he's he's a top 15 guy. You look at Aaron Rodgers. If he goes to the Jets, he's got potential. But, man, he looked washed this week in Green Bay. You can't convince me he finds magic 
in the old arm again and, and gives you a top five season. I just don't believe it. I think at this point he is a low interception game manager um, who is a depreciating asset. CMC. Josh Jacobs was number one. CMC was number two. CMC two. Um, Austin Eckler was number four. I didn't find number three. So, yep. you know, with CMC, with Trey Lance back, Debo with Elijah Mitchell, I, I think especially Trey Lance more so than Elijah Mitchell and Debo. I think he gets cannibalized a little bit. He's he's again he's getting up there in age. I think you see a decrease in production. And the standard scoring to me for CMC is the killer. I don't know that he finds the end finds the end zone as much, especially with Trey Lance there. I, I'm going to take the conservative play and the longevity play and take Deshaun. Wayne, why did why did you go Sade? Why did I go Sade? Yeah, uh, it's CMC. Regardless of of standard scoring, PPR scoring, um, he's an RB one. Uh, is it a is it a super flex? Yeah, uh, it is a super flex. But still, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, if he goes to the Jets, he's got so many weapons. He's going to be there for another two years, and he's going to absolutely eat on that team. I think the Jets have a real good shot. Um, at coming out on the AFC, if he gets everybody he wants, uh, you know, OBJ, he's got Gary Wilson there, Brees Hall, um, got his boy Alan Lazard back there. Uh, I mean, Alan Lazard's his boy, and he can be a WR3 there. Uh, the defense, huge upgrades on the defense. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, if he's competing like that, he's playing for another three, two, three, four years. Um, and I think he's going to be way more successful than Deshaun Watson, and then all of a sudden you're you're going to give me an RB1 as well? Yeah. That that ties in basically what I was going to say. You have potential, even if Aaron Rodgers plays for one year, you have much higher potential winning a championship off the back of Aaron Rodgers and CMC than you do off of Deshaun Watson. I know Watson is the longevity play, so I don't fault you there by any means. You're looking towards the future, but I'm trying to get that championship. Uh, I'd go with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers could be top 12 easy this year. It's in the realm of possibilities. CMC, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion this guy's going to finish top three, top four, especially in standard. Regardless he, of he can format, do it. Yeah, yeah he, he, can, he can do it anyway. He, he runs, he, he catches out of the backfield, so you're going to get the yardage and the touchdowns. And you might even get a, touch, uh, a passing touchdown this year as well. So There you have it, two to one. Hasselhoof. Sky lists a bunch of notable free agents in his one quarterback league. So I'm going to go through the list of players. Let's alternate. So going, I'll start with you, Wayne. You take the second player and just say uh, what, what do you say? We, you know, whether you consider picking him up or, or whether you'd leave him on the waiver wire. Okay. So going, Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. Yeah, yeah, I'd consider picking him up. He's in Houston, right? Yes. Yeah. He's in Houston. He is probably going to be the complimentary back to start. Um, but he's an injury away. You're an injury away. It's going to be a timeshare. It's going to be a timeshare regardless. And then you're an injury away from having a starting running back. It. I love stashing guys, especially if you don't have picks or early picks um, in the draft, in the rookie draft. I love stashing guys away and then just – hoping for the, the right moments to play out. So that's a yes for me, dog. 
Okay. We got a lot of names here, so let's not be so eloquent in our thoughts, but very sure. good thoughts. Dang. Yep. Dang. Don't kill yourself, Coney. <laughs> no, no, that was fire explanation, and I agree wholeheartedly. Devin Singletary is is a he's a good piece. Wayne right, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. No. Take him or leave him. Leave him. Goni Chase Edmonds. No. Wayne. He's a Buccaneer, man. Wayne Kenny Gainwell. Yes. Goni Naheem Hines. No. Wayne Melvin Gordon. No. Goni, Samaj P. Ryan. Yes. Wayne, Pierre Strong. Yes. Goni, Romeo Dobbs. Yes. Wayne, John Mechie. Yes. Goni, Alan freaking Robinson. No, never. Wayne, K.J. Osborne. No. Goni, Tyquan Thornton. Yes. Wayne, a Taco Bell hot sauce packet. Yes, for sure. David Bell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wayne, Khalil Shakir. No. Spicy. Is it is it a dynasty? Yes. Uh, of course yeah. it's a dynasty. <laughs> no one's asking redress right now. Yes. I agree. Goni, Tim Patrick. Ooh. You're doing yes. it. You're doing yes. You're doing it. Yes. I, I really like him. Yeah. Especially Judy Lee's. Uh Wayne. Sterling Shepherd. No. <laughs> no, okay. I don't care if I don't care if everybody in that offense goes except for him. Okay. Goni, Mike Gusecki. No. No? No, man. Ooh, I'm the yes on that one. I kind of, I don't hate him. Wayne, Noah Fant. Uh, no. Goni, Gerald Everett. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> Wayne, Jelani Woods, Uber Colts athlete. Uber yeah, he 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 started getting a, a spicy target share towards the end. He's like six eight and has a forty two inch vertical. Yeah, Goni, Cody Bellinger. No, Darren Waller's carry off. Waller's carry off. Yeah, bro. They right. traded like a third round pick for Waller, and it it just you don't want competition at the tight end spot. It's already it's already dirty enough of a position. You can't be competing with people. Also, also Cody Bellinger doesn't play in the NFL, so <laughs> that's also yeah. You can't you can't start. Yeah, a, an outfield. Maybe, maybe you could maybe you could pick him up on your MLB fantasy team. But is there, is there an outfield spot in fantasy football? Dag on it, bro. Hey, pick him up. He could hit some dingers for you. Yep. Ah, Alberto. Alberto, yeah, I'd pick him up. Give me Dulcich. All right. So here are the players on his team that he would have to drop to pick up one of these players that we talked about. I'll do the same thing. Going, I'll start with you. You tell him keep or drop for one of the players we just talked about. Rashad White, Goni. Keep. Wayne. 
Alexander Madison. Keep. Goni Elijah Mitchell. Keep. Begrudgingly. Wayne Odelius Beckham. Keep through free agency. See where he goes. I like that. Goni DJ Chark. Drop. Wayne. Goni and I's favorite player, Nico Collins. Keep. Goni Sky. Begrudgingly. <laughs> Sky Moore. Uh, uh, to pick up some of these other guys, I would drop him. I'd rather have Tyquan Thornton over Sky Moore. I'd rather have a few guys off that free agent list than Sky Moore. That's true. That's how I need to start looking at it. Is those guys that we we said yes for compared to who he's talking about? I think that's exactly what I said you should do when I started this segment. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to start doing now that I just thought of that and had that original thought of what I was going to do without hearing it from anybody else. Do I need to go back and ask your players again? What's your fart gone? Wayne, Alexander Madison. I was joking. Yeah, keep them. (laughs) Paris Campbell, Wayne. Look at Goni. He perked up, boy. He loves, he loves Paris Campbell. That's his guy. <laughs> what do you think, Lane? I got I got half a mind to say drop him just because. Drop him. Yeah, absolutely drop him. Just Sorry, he he's dead to me. Just because he ain't Paris Campbell for you? Dude, I'd you Paris Campbell for a week or two. Paris. Paris Campbell. I would take, I'd take Tim Patrick over him all day of the week. Easily. All day of the week. All day of the week. <laughs> How about that? Why do I mix up sayings? Why do I, don't, I do that? I don't know. That's I'm not no a idea. saying. Nobody says that. Goni. Chig Okonkwo. You got to keep him. Wayne. Last. Isaiah Likely. Spicy. Um, nah. I'd, I'd drop him to go get. Cody Bellinger, he can hit some grand slams for me. Okay. Hasselhoof. It's a great question, man. It's a good one. I like those. A little different. My burner, bruh. Standard scoring. He's giving away Alvin Kamara Done. to get to get two of these three. Damian Harris, Deonta Foreman, Mike Williams. Done. Yeah. Mike Williams feels like he shouldn't be in there. What what it why is he in there? Because someone's tired of getting hurt by Mike Williams. <laughs> he was as high as Mike on Mike Williams as I was <laughs> last year. And he's just he's tired of being hurt. But Alvin Kamara, I don't care almost who I get back in return. Get this guy off my team. I want no parts of it. Even when he's healthy, I want no parts of that. You're you're starting a dud on 14 out of the 17 weeks, probably. Wayne. So, yeah. 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 Sorry to me cut you off. I thought you were You're done. Good. Wayne, Damian Harris on the Bills or Deonta Foreman on the Bears? Am I, is that right, going Bears for Foreman? I think it is. I think he's still a Panther. No. I think he's Are you sure? Yeah. 
I asked you, then you corrected me, and then I just corrected you. Why don't you know why I asked you to begin with? <laughs> Wayne, four minutes. Give me Damien. Do you concur, Gil? I do. I do. He's more talented. Smooth ad 7275. 10 man super flex. Give Trevor Lawrence. The 107 and the 109. Get Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Garrett Wilson. No. No, 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 no. No. Giving up way too much. Trevor Lawrence, 107, 109. Get Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Garrett Wilson. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm way against that. No, I, I agree. You're giving up a whole lot. Trevor Lawrence has got to be probably top four, top four startup, I believe. I was going to say top six. So, yeah, I mean, he he's up there for your startup dynasty quarterbacks, like where he's going to slot in there. It's just Deshaun Watson's so much of an unknown. I, I've said this numerous times, and you're giving up 107 and another first rounder. It just sounds like he's trying to jumpstart and like he's he's thinking that these two quarterbacks he's bringing in is going to help him immediately and bring him a championship. And I think he just needs to slow roll it with whatever the rest of his team is, Trevor Lawrence, and just use those picks. Yeah, there's no way I'm doing this in a in a 10 team. There's no way I'm with you guys. Keep Trevor Lawrence as the best asset in this trade by far. Clean sweep brooms, vertical moose. Wayne, 12 team, half point PPR, super flex. Side A, Jake Ferguson. Side B, Hunter Renfro. Jake Ferguson. Tony? Jake Ferguson, I think, is the answer also. Brooms. Clean sweep. Uh, Just a few more here. We're going to wrap this up. Doak 561, 10 team, super flex, full PPR. Give the 110 and the 301. Get Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you do it, man. I'm I'm still in there on him. 301's nothing. 110. Something. Something. All right. So, Wayne, would you rather let me just phrase it like this, because I know you're you're pretty much off the Kyle Pitts bandwagon. All Do you way. rather have Kyle Pitts? Or Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. Give me Baby Gronk. You want to put a doink on it? No. Okay. I ain't going to dog you. I ain't going to dog you. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just the way I look at it. It just depends where, gonna go. depends where he's going to go. Depends where he's going to go. But but we've... Uh, I mean, Kyle Pitts is on a downward trend this early in his career. Like, he should be going nuts. And, downward and Mike, trend, though. He's not on a downward trend. He had he had one bad season filled with injury. Okay, out of two seasons, his first season was okay, and his second no, was season great. was worse. His first season was like historic. It was thousand yards for thousand yards for a tight a rookie tight end is unheard of, bro. Yeah, but wasn't it pretty spotty? No, it, it's a thousand yards from a tight end. Regardless, it, no, it, not, not if regardless. the man scored touchdowns, he was easily like a top. 
four tight end. Like we basically what I'm what I'm trying to say though is like the potential's there. It's not like we we've seen the hype and we've seen two years of garbage and he's entering bus territory. We've seen the flashes. We've seen what was advertised at a college happen in his rookie year, which is crazy for a tight end. And then last year was just filled with injury. It wasn't filled with injury though. He got injured in week 12. He played weeks one through 11 and only scored double digits three times. Dude, that's that offense fine. didn't throw, man. They, they didn't that's throw. That's fine, though. I mean, that's not his fault or anything. Like, he's going to come back this year. Mariota, as we know, isn't has never been a good quarterback. Ever. Uh, Dude, he I, only found the end zone one time. He right, did touchdowns are so spotty. One, at, time, like, one time in his in his great historic season where he – this was standard scoring? Mm-hmm. Uh, stand- this, oh, standard. Oh, this, no. this is PPR. This okay, is PPR. okay. His historic season uh, with one touchdown, he finished as the tight end six in a PPR format. Which is phenomenal scoring one touchdown. For a rookie. For a rookie. Okay. Bro, all right. So, so let me ask you a question then. Would you rather have – touchdowns are so spotty. T- can, we, can we agree that touchdowns are like – can be – one of the least consistent things that are out there. We can see a guy score 12 touchdowns one year and then regress down to like four touchdowns. Yeah. It it can can happen any given time. I I will agree with that. If you can agree with the fact that, um, hang on, let me finish my point before you start making caveats and stuff here. That's all. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So uh, I, would you rather have the guy who puts up 400 yards or so, looking forward into the future, say in his rookie season, he put up 400 yards, but he put up nine touchdowns. Or would you want the guy who puts up a thousand yards, but he only happened to get in once your Dawson favorite player, Jacoby Myers, basically Dawson Knox. Yeah. 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 Your, your guy, dude, your favorite player of all time. DJ Moore had a career high of four touchdowns for like years in a row. But you see that the talent is there. It's just he hadn't gotten into the end zone. The talent is there. Uh, here, let me let me let me use that as an example. Dawson Knox finished better than Kyle Pitts both years, both last year and this year. Um, and you look at what happened. So Kyle Pitts scored. Uh, he he had over a thousand yards receiving and only one touchdown. Dawson Knox had 500 yards and nine touchdowns. Finished way better than him. You come around this How, year. Way better than sixth? No, he finished He finished there. He finished seventh. He finished right behind him. I believe I believe it was eight, uh, seven points off. Seven points off what Kyle Pitts was in his historic season. Over 1,000 yards receiving, one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Then Dawson Knox came out and had a regression in touchdowns because they're they're rare. I mean, they're like you said, they're finicky. Yeah. But had 500 yards again and finished better than Kyle Pitts this year. So, yes, touchdowns can fluctuate, but they can but they don't fluctuate incredibly. You know what I mean? Like like he had nine touchdowns. Dawson Knox had nine touchdowns 2 years ago. Last year, he regressed down to six. It was a three-touchdown difference. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Kyle Pitts is not going to go from one touchdown to six, seven. 
in the Falcons offense. He's just not. If he was if he was a 800-yard receiver that was getting six touchdowns, that'd be a different story, but he never will be. He he's not going to be in Atlanta, period. I think his ceiling for not well, I don't want to say ceiling, I mean because it's a new it's a new offensive coordinator, it's a new it's a new quarterback. So I mean, I guess I guess there's a lot of question marks involved with it. But the Falcons for some reason historically don't look to their main athletes in the red zone. Never have. Julio Jones, a perennial dead spot in in the red zone. What are you looking at me for? You think Julio Jones scored a lot of touchdowns for who he was? You're missing out on two other monster guys who were looked at in the red zone. Okay, who? Calvin Ridley scored many a touchdown. When Julio Jones was there? Yeah. Uh, Exactly. Julio Jones is their guy. They're not going to their guy. Okay, so before Julio Jones, Roddy White. Oh my God, Roddy you and Roddy White, dude. Roddy White was a stud, like, and and he got looked at. He he was fine. Uh, it's just disproving the argument is all. Well, and the, Mar- Mariota only threw fifteen touchdowns last year. It's not out of the realm of possibilities for him to go if he scored five touchdowns in his rookie season. If he went from one to five, which is not that much at all. He's probably a top three guy, is all I'm saying. Like, he has the talent all around to to be able to do it. It's just you got to get in the end zone. That's that's you, never you, been the argument, and I've never argued anything other than uh, he's he's just in a bad spot, a bad coaching, yeah. a bad. I mean, right now, still to this day, they traded for Taylor Heineke, but Desmond Ritter is still the number one on their depth chart. Mm-hmm. Even if Heineke is, is that is that the guy that's gonna? transform this offense into making Kyle Pitts a, a top guy. I mean, even when he was healthy last year, he was not doing good. If they had if they if they had snagged Derek Carr or something like that or, or Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody, then that's a different story. You know, I, I could see more touchdowns going his way, but they they got Taylor Heineke. Yeah, but that that doesn't really Taylor Heineke. Don't say could it doesn't favor matter, him. please God. Don't say it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Taylor Heineke know. could favor him. Look at look at the Ravens, for example. Mark Andrews gets all kind of play because he's like the only guy there, and he gets the love. Did Taylor Heineke favor the tight end in Washington? I don't even know who the tight end in Washington was. Exactly. Well, no, I think that plays a factor, doesn't it? The uh, the tight end of Washington was Logan Thomas. Put up some good years. Ooh, Logan Thomas. That's right. That's right. He ended up tearing his ACL and everything. Another another example though of, of a guy who who's been an elite tight end when he he was healthy and hasn't put up a lot of touchdowns. George Kittle. George Kittle just had a career year for touchdowns, but his previous seasons he five five was the cap and five like I said before is not a lot of touchdowns. But Wayne, it would be the most that it, it would be Kyle Pitt's entire career added together and still more. You're talking about a rookie season from a tight end and a, a 12 game season follow up sophomore year. You're saying I think a 12 game season. To say that this guy isn't going to be great. You're saying a 12 game season like he just he just got a snap or two in. 12 games is the vast majority of the year. Let's. You got to look at the factors. We got a few more games to get to. I, I, I think. I, I think what's happening is Wayne's fading the Atlanta offense 
more so than he's fading Kyle Pitts as a player. I, I've said you know, I've said that from the jump. I think Kyle Pitts is a freak athlete, and if he was in, if he if he was on twenty six other teams, I, he's he's a solid tight end too. But he's I, you're you're right, Begley. He's he's on he's on the Falcon he's on the Falcons. George Kittle, his rookie year, he scored more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts did his rookie year. So I think I think uh, you know Goni is did is he finish top five? Top six? On, well, Sorry, I, I I think Goni's expecting an uptick in the offense, which I, I I agree with Goni. The Falcons can't throw the ball any less than what they did last year. They can't. They have to throw the ball more. I mean, they they looked again like the '60s Packers. Exactly. Wayne. So take what he did. So take what he did his rookie year. And he still only got one touchdown. Or two Wayne, t- Wayne said one or two. George Kittle scored more touchdowns than than Pitts did in his his rookie year. He finished as the tight end twenty in his rookie year. George Kittle did uh, that, and I understand that, and that's my point. Is that you have tight end twenties finding the end zone more than Kyle Pitts? Okay, but he was the tight end six. So give me the points of the tight end six over the year over the guy who finishes as the tight end twenty. If we're making comparisons. I get that, but in order to break into the guy where it's like I have to get that tight end, I, that tight end, I have to have that tight end, you got to find pay dirt. You have to. It's the tight end. Travis Kelsey, or you got nobody. It's not. It's. It, I'm sorry, but it's not Travis Kelsey and Kyle Pitts and then everybody else. It's just not because he doesn't find the end zone. And we all agree that the tight end is the dumpster fire of a position. And guess what? Kyle Pitts is in that dumpster fire because he doesn't find the end zone. So he was the tight end. He was the tight career high touchdowns this he, year. He was the tight end one with, with what? 150 points, 160 points. That's a, that's a WR 50. Do you want to put a doink that says Kyle or, or Kyle Pitts has a career year for touchdowns this year? Uh, no, because that I, I feel like I could put pads on and break that record. All right. Doink that he puts up five or more. Ooh, that's a good one, Wayne. That's a good one. That's fair. Um it's a that's a four. I'll take if five is a push. No, five is the line. Five is Four and a half, I guess, would be the line. I said five or more. If five is a push, I'll take it. No, man. Okay. You're, you're backing off your stance. I said I'm not, we know I'm not. five touchdowns isn't a lot. Five isn't a lot. You know it's entirely possible. That that right there tells me that you know it's entirely possible. You're right. Five and touchdowns is not a lot, so five is a push. That's what I'm saying. So then why can't you apply that logic to Kyle Pitts' upside with the fact that he can bring 1,000 yards on the table and that propels him into the conversation of being one of the best in the league? Because he could not. Because he hasn't yet. Because he's on an inept offense. So So he's got the talent to do it, but the offense itself is not. And like I said, it's possible this year because there's been coaching changes and changes under center and all this other stuff, so it's possible. But historically, the Falcons haven't been using their playmakers in the red zone. I, I get for the five trillionth time, he's talented enough. I'm, I'm like Begley's already said 20 minutes ago, I, I'm betting against the offense. You think I hate Kyle Pitts as an athlete? Kyle Pitts is a freak athlete. I, I hate that his first two years have been in Atlanta because if they were anywhere else, we could have seen what he was capable of. Beggs, I hope you learned something here today. Next time you get a doink, just go ahead and say, if that's the push line. 
I'd rather him just said no, but he just made it worse for himself and said, if it's a push. I thought four and a half is a pretty fair doing claim. I got to say, I, I'm on the Kyle Pitt side on this one easily for me, but I thought that was a fair doink. I'm just going to say it. I think that one will be, it will be a sweater for both of you all year. Yeah. All right, let's get to these last ones. Let's let's knock them out quick. These Ox, 10-team Superflex PPR. Give DK Metcalf and Jake Ferguson to get Devontae Adams. No. Why? Pushing for a chip this year. Nah, still no. I think you have a better chance with with Devonte or with uh, DK and and Ferguson. Wayne, I think there's a good chance that DK could outscore Devonte Adams this year. Yeah, same. I'm keeping it. Rich Homie, sixty six, twelve team, one quarterback, half PPR. He's getting Pollard in the two hundred four. He's giving Brian Robinson. Rashad Penny in the 110. Get Pollard in the 204. Give Brian Robinson, Rashad Penny in the 110. Half point PPR. I think I, I do like it. I feel like that's a lot. I think the number one in Dallas is is a, a huge value. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tony Pollard. I mean, I I agree. I feel like it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, I mean, he's going to put up good points. He's going to put up very – you go further, I think, in your league by doing this trade. If Dallas's roster holds, Tony Pollard is going to be a top 12 guy. He's going to be an RB1 this year. He's going to get the volume. He's going to be a bell cow. I mean, he 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 was an RB1 and he was in a time split. Yeah, uh, the time split's gone. He's going to be I, I, my way too early. Like Begley said, roster current roster. He's I, he could be top five. It, there's a path there, absolutely. Uh, the Reddit hot sauce packet fiery debate question of the week: Arrow Boy, ten team PPR Superflex. He gives the one hundred and one. In the 401, he gets the 102, Jerry Judy, in the 24 first. And just for those who don't know who are listening to the show for the first time, I always try to find the most hotly debated trade question on Reddit that I can find. And we argue about it on the show. He's giving the 101 in the 401. He's getting the 102, Jerry Judy, and the 24-1. These guys are a little hesitant to do it. He projects Bijan to be that much better than the 102. Let me let me go against the grain here just for argument purposes. I was really high on Bijan. I think Bijan, Bijan from a talent perspective, is, is the dude in this draft. But he was being projected to go to the Eagles. And that was one thing I loved the most about Bijan. With them picking up, uh, who'd they pick up? Rashad Penny. Penny. Picking up Rashad Penny. It kind of makes me feel like they're not necessarily wanting to spend a draft pick on him. And that kind of makes me, that kind of closes the gap a little bit. So that's the reason I'm going to, 
think I'm going to go for Gibbs and Judy on this one in the 24-1. Well, it's a super flex. It's probably going to be Stroud or Bryce at the 102, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's got a lot of options. It, it really it depends on his roster configuration a bunch. Um, but with with now me, and this is me personally, not projecting Bijan to go to Philadelphia, he drops a little bit in my book. Well, what if he goes to the Chargers? Then he's right he... back to the top in my book. Yeah, there's there's plenty of other teams he can go to that he can be phenomenal on. Yeah. I, I'm keeping Bijan personally. It, guys like this don't come around very often. I mean, Saquon Barkley was a stud coming out. You saw what he did in his rookie year. He's been plagued by injury. Finally got right, got healthy, crushed it again this year. And like Wayne and I say, man, uh, we we had a, a long, long debate with Beggs about the scarcity of running backs, especially the elite ones. This is a guy that has potential to win you a league. This is this is like CMC, Saquon Barkley-esque type guy coming out. Adrian Peterson, when he came out, I don't know if Minnesota was, you know, the preferred destination for people in drafts, but he crushed it. He crushed it. He crushed it his entire career. It's just he's a once in a once. Oh, I won't say once in a generation because we haven't gotten a generation away from the last dominant running back. But we're talking about what five years ago now, Saquon. Saquon was drafted five, six years. So uh, for a guy of that caliber, it's just hard to to come off of. That's all. I think the 102, a 24-1 in Judy is pretty good value for Bijan. Oh, it's great value. Yeah. But so to me, it comes down to how you value the prospect here, right? I mean, and I'm with you guys. I think Bijan's everything that he's hyped up to be. His combine numbers were there. They're what you wanted to see. I'm holding Bijan as well, and I and I'm praying he hits. You know, and, and and it's really hard thing to do before the draft because you know if you hold your 101 and wait for the draft, you're you're really gambling on his landing position, either um, raising his stock or dropping it. Um, yeah. So if I were you, I would re it, like if you're leaning more towards trading away from him, I would really do your research and and look at every mock you possibly can over the next month. Um, just to see where his possible landing spot might be. And if it is, if everybody's projecting, you know, the Chargers or something like that, it might be worth a gamble to try and hold because, um, I mean, if he could land somewhere like that, I mean, his value soars. Also, just to add to it, if he comes out and he has a top five running back season, the value is going to increase tremendously. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was going for three firsts. Najee after his rookie year, his value was through the roof. So, I mean, you can look to shop after that. If he if he hits and performs, the value only goes up also. It's true. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice with Bijan. That's a clean sweep for us, and that'll do it, Wayne. Man, I hate it. There was a question I had lined up for Goni, but I don't remember what it was. I wanted to get his, I wanted to get his opinion on it, but God, what was it? I guess it was about Deshaun Watson. I don't remember if it was a comparison. I, I guess I guess I want to know why you're so down on him. Like, what is he? 
What has he done? Oh, oh, here's what it was. Why are you high on Trey Lance? And why are you low on Deshaun Watson? Well, the the drafts, where they would go in drafts, I feel like will kind of factor into it. Uh, and just not, the upside. Th- this is completely doink free. Just, just want to know where you're standing. Why? Why? So I want you, you know, you don't have to justify anything. Um, mm-hmm. To try and support a doink or anything, I'm I'm offering this with, I just just pure opinion. No, no, absolutely no doinks will be made or offered. I just I'm just really curious as to why um, you fade a guy that's done it before um, and been successful and in a place with weapons um, over over a guy a, who's done nothing over Trey Lance, who his one professional game was in the worst weather of all time and played like garbage. And then got hurt. I guess that's. I just want to know where your head's at. Honestly, it really boils down to the baseline rushing. The baseline rushing for Trey Lance is it's just through the roof. We've seen before. We've talked about it before. Rushing quarterbacks are a cheat code in fantasy football. I love the baseline rushing stats. I love the Shanahan offense for him. Shanahan's going to make it easy for him to to perform really uh, like you just have to not anyone can play quarterback in the, in the Shanahan offense. You just have to not make mistakes. So you had the baseline rushing and then whatever comes along in the passing is obviously going to be a bonus Deshaun Watson. I'm probably being a little harsh on him, but he was abysmal last year. Jacoby Brissett clearly outplayed him throughout the season. I know he didn't get the time with the team or anything, and he's going to have it this off season, but he doesn't have a he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins there anymore. I know Amari Cooper's really good, but he's not never been DeAndre Hopkins. You don't know if we have a little bit of a down year from Amari Cooper, period. And it's the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are are just the one of the worst franchises in all of sports all the time. So it, it would not surprise me for them to completely destroy the quarterback market with the contract they gave him. And then it completely not work out at all just because the football gods won't allow it because it's Cleveland. Granted, that's not the best statistical answer. I'm sure anyone ever wants to hear. It's more of a gut call on that end, but that's just where I go. That's fair. That's all I wanted to know. Bags, anything? I was surprised to see he ran a four, six at the pro day. A little slower than I thought. Who? Trey Lance. Oh. I thought he was like a burner. He's really not. 4'6"? Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I Uh, I like Trey Lance. Biggs, who's doing better? Who's doing better from a fantasy perspective next year? Deshaun Watson or Trey Lance? It's a flag plant for sure. Deshaun Watson. But you like Trey Lance in a dynasty. Uh, like one to one. No, I'm probably gonna go with Deshaun. Fair, I'm with you. Hey, in a redraft, go Deshaun Watson or Trey Lance next year. Trey Lance. All right, Trey Lance through and through. All right, there you have it, Mad Mob. Another Q and A in the books. We will see you all uh, in a couple of days. Where where our next uh, meat and potato episode is going to be going over the combine. Look forward to that. We'll probably do that. Uh, probably break that up into two episodes. Um, give you some. Ah, we'll do three. Let's do three, gentlemen. Let's do QBs, Still. running backs, 
QBs, wide running receivers. backs, wide receivers, tight ends. We'll do quarterbacks, running backs on an episode, wide receivers, tight ends on an episode, and then I think the defense deserves an episode. Mm, it's mighty break, feel of. Break it into three episodes. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to do it. Mad Mob, we're out. Mm-hmm.